Good morning, church. Good morning. Okay, now we're on. This morning we are kicking off a new sermon series that I have been excited about since the beginning. So we would do to dice. 
We would list down one through six, six restaurants. So we had to make choices about six first. And then we pulled us. Okay, where are we going today? Ooh, it's number four. Yeah. All right, we're going to Chipotle today. <laughs> but even by the time we had rolled the dice, decided that's how we were going to make up our mind, and then decided to get that Chipotle, all the way there, we wondering, hmm, we could have gone here. <laughs> Why is that? Why do we get dice to make up our minds? Why is there such a fear? Sometimes the fear is actually the fear of loss. That's what we're really fearing. The loss of control, the loss of success, the loss of our own happiness. It's a loss. And loss is something that every human being deals with. Whether they are a Jesus follower or not, everyone can understand what loss is. We lose 24 hours in a day, every single day. We lose our car keys. We lose the ultimate loss. We have the ultimate loss that we feel in the loss of human life. Loss is something that crosses all borders. So when we fear something, a lot of times it's rooted in loss. What if the restaurant I pick they don't like today? What if it's a new place I've never tried before? I lose control if it's something I don't like and they, it just wouldn't be good. Well, what if we go there and the person I'm with doesn't actually like anything on the menu. So they lost their chance to have lunch. So what's a better option? What's a better option than, than using a dice to try to make decisions? Because this seems rather ludicrous for making choices. But we do have we do have decisions. We have two options. We can face those difficult obstacles in life with fear or with faith. And in the way we choose them with faith is look at the good book here. So look what the Bible says. And the Bible tells us time and time and time again to not be afraid. To not be afraid. Fear not. I am with you. But in our scripture this morning, we hear about Ruth. And to really understand how Ruth made a decision of faith, we have to look at the very beginning of the book of Ruth. We kind of start in the middle of that first chapter. And in the very beginning of the book of Ruth, we learn about Naomi and her husband. They were Israelites that used to live in Bethlehem. They left Bethlehem and went to Moab because there was a family in Bethlehem. They were trying to survive. While they were there, God blessed them with two sons, which was really good. Because that meant that if something happened to Naomi's husband, she would still have two sons. And if by the Jewish law, they would have to take care of her. However, while in Moab, those two sons married two locals. They married two girls from 
now you have this family that is a mixed family. It's a different family than what would normally happen back in Bethlehem. Still seems okay, but then Naomi's husband dies. She's still good. She still has the two sons that get to take care of her. However, then those two sons die. That leaves three women all alone. Now, in today's world, women, we can go at work fine. We don't need a man to take care of us. But that's not how it was back then. To be a widow was a terrible fate. To be a widow in a foreign land was an even worse fate. Naomi had heard that the famine had ended back in Bethlehem, so she had decided she would go back and try to see if she could find family. If she could find family, they would help take care of her. But I still left the two daughter-in-laws. The two daughter-in-laws who did not have to follow the same rules that Naomi did. They were not from Bethlehem. They were local. So they were not bound to take care of Naomi. Yet this is where the story picks up. Because Naomi looked at Ruth and said, Stay with your people. Don't follow me. I'm going back home, but that's not your home. Don't, don't come with me. Stay here. Well, the other daughter-in-law decided that might be the best Ruth to take. Ruth was different. Ruth was standing on the edge of that cliff and looking at her choices. Stay home, be a widow, which meant she probably wouldn't be looked at very favorably, or go with her mother-in-law. That's me to be terrifying. <laughs> and go into a foreign land, not just with her mother-in-law, into a foreign land. Now, I love my mother-in-law very dearly. But I'm pretty sure that the two of us, only the two of us, moving to her hometown, which would have been the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, by ourselves, would not have been on either one of our bucket lists. I'm pretty sure that's why the other one said, just stay here, Ruth. It'll be okay. What would happen if they were together? How would people react to them? You see, choices of faith lead us a couple of different ways. Choices of faith first allow us and show us how we make a commitment to God. Ruth wasn't an Israelite. She didn't necessarily believe in God. That's not how she grew up. But she had married into this family that did. And in our scripture today, we see how that example impacted her life. Because she chose Naomi. She chose Naomi. She said, where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God, my God. Ruth had to make a choice. The way of her people for the way of God. Choosing faith, acting in faith, making that step of faith show her commitment to God. 
This is the other thing that choices of face kind of just illuminates a little bit more. We know that Ruth didn't have to go with Naomi. And Naomi even said, we can learn a little bit farther down, that it honors relational commitments. Relational commitments. Ruth didn't have to go with Naomi. But her husband was gone. Her sister-in-law was gone. Now all she had left was her mother-in-law. And she honored that relational commitment. She honored it even to the point that Naomi said, don't call me Naomi, which means pleasant. Call me Mara, which means bitter. She had felt that God was punishing her at this very moment. She had felt that because she had left Bethlehem and because her sons had married outside of their culture, she was being punished. I think this also shows Naomi's relational commitment to Ruth. Although she might not have really wanted her to go on with her, she also knew that Ruth coming with her was not going to be easy. Ruth being accepted into this different culture would not be easy. And by her saying, stay back. You don't want what God has given me. You deserve better. She was honoring the relational commitment that she had with Ruth. But that didn't stop her. Ruth continued to choose Naomi. Ruth continued to go against what all rational thought was. It certainly seemed like the easier route to stay home. Still not easy, but easier than going with her mother-in-law to a foreign place. And this is why moments of faith, steps of faith, choices that are of faith are also counter-cultural. How many of you have made a decision in life to, to help someone that others have said, you don't, you don't want them? It's easy for me to think, okay, so if my brother or sister-in-law calls and say they need help, I'm already in my car halfway to Nashville before they finish the conversation. But what about when it's people outside that close-knit rum? Does it always make sense? on relational commitments? Does it always make sense to show your faith in God as opposed to other things? I have to remember a time that Tim and I got a phone call from uh, a relative. This is a relative that has battled addiction his entire life, is our age. Completely shunned out of the family. But we always had to like more than And when we got the call that he was ready to go into treatment, I knew what we had to do. I had to drive to Cleveland, stay in a drug house overnight, and make sure he didn't change his mind in the next 12 hours to get him into rehab. It wasn't an easy decision. Lots of people thought that was crazy. Lots of people thought that wasn't the thing to do. But we did it. We did it because it showed our commitment to God because we said we were not going to give up on this relational commitment in our life. 
because every life matters to God. And that was our flesh and blood. So that's what we did. And then when it was time for him to get out of rehab, several months later, we helped him in our house as he continued to recover. Again, oh, you don't want to do that. He said, we were fine. And so not only were we able to share and show our faith to him as he was not a believer, we were able to show that to others as well. Choices of faith are countercultural. Jesus was countercultural. He came and turned the table. He made everything that people used to know seem a little off. To leave a little bit of people out. But he's the one that says everything is possible for the one who has faith. Everything. So regardless of what decision you are facing, regardless of what path you are trying to decide upon, taking that step of faith is possible. Taking that step and, and knowing and having the confidence that Ruth had is possible. It's possible. It might not seem possible in the moment. It might not seem possible in five moments ahead. But it is possible. And we know that his word tells us to fear not. We've now come to the point in the service where it is time to respond, but before we do so, I'm going to ask that you take off the bottom of your notes page, the connect card, so that it's ready to go in the offering plate when we get there. But I'm going to ask you to hold it in your hands first. And I'm going to pray with you. Alright? Bye guys. We thank you again for this morning. We thank you for your word of truth. Your word that reminds us that all things are possible with you. Father, I ask that as people make choices of what to do on this card, that they make them confidently. They make them with a step of faith. They may be small choices, but it is small choices that lead to big faith. Father, I thank you for all you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Now the choices that are on your card there, 